Good evening and welcome to the EGC podcast. Tonight I'm joined by Chris and Sid from the Bridlington branch of Andy's Man Club. So you guys you guys help with, out with Andy's Man Club. Uh, I know a little bit about it, but not a lot. Uh, how? What are the origins of Andy's Man Club? I know there's a few about. There's the Bridlington branch that you two guys are involved in and there's Scarborough Hull. What are the roots of Andy's Man Club and what's it? what was it set up for and who can it help? So... Just to give you a bit of an idea about the roots of Andy's Man Club, um, sadly there was a, a chap called Andy Roberts who was only 23, um, really loving father, doting father at that, um, son, brother, grandson, nephew, cousin and, and fantastic friend I'm told, obviously I didn't know him personally, um, who uh, without any warning at all um, took his own life. Uh, what that... Um, propelled was his brother-in-law, a chap called Luke Ambler, who's done a fantastic job along with a, a number of other people that he's brought on along the way. Um, Luke recognised that often men bottle things up and I think that traditionally that's been the way that it's always easier or perceived to be easier for people not to talk about things, uh, how matter how big or how small that is. So he thought that there really needed to be something where opportunities were given to anyone from any any warp, any background, to be able to, in a comfortable, supportive environment, be able to talk about issues um, and ultimately, hopefully, feel better from that. So, an outlet for men who, who, who could be made to feel comfortable in the presence of other people who possibly have had similar situations... Yeah, pretty much so. Um, the idea being around um, none of these individuals that are, are involved, like myself or Chris, are, are professionals in any shape or form. We have um, done a, a course in terms of being able to facil- facilitate the groups, but ultimately um, it's a peer-to-peer support thing. So people within that group will share their experiences if they're comfortable with it, and, and equally sometimes not. Sometimes people don't want to share their experiences. What they do want to do is listen to other people's experiences because equally that can make somebody feel better or recognise that actually they're not on their own. And that yeah, is something somebody else has gone through some stuff as well. And maybe if they do, do that a few times, eventually they'll feel comfortable enough to, to speak up themselves. Absolutely. So that's what Luke, who is from Halifax, is an ex-rugby league player, um, Although I'm a, a big Featherstone fan, so I, I won't hold it against um, watching him do quite well against Featherstone for a number of time. That's what Luke um, set up because of his brother-in-law. Uh, and I suppose, in in a way, given that rugby players in general and, and sportsmen are epitomised as, as, as tough, mentally strong and physically strong, I think that was a big statement going forward that somebody like that would, you know, almost advocate... Um, men to talk and, and, and be emotional if they needed to be and share the feelings. Has the same vulnerabilities we all do, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So so why you two? Why why have you two felt like you should get involved in this? Well we're facilitators two of four. So there's another two guys, Craig and Aaron. And Aaron got involved. He sadly lost his brother. I met him at the Scarborough branch um, when we was first setting it up. Um, I contacted them. I'd actually seen the logo, how I got in to, to see it. 
and I wanted it on our football kits. Um, I thought it'd be really good to get it on our football kits. So I contacted the guy, and it kind of went from there. And he said, oh, we want, we want an Annie's Man Club in Bridlington. And then it kind of fell on my doorstep a little bit, as if to say, well, you can set it up, because you, you're, you're sort of the guy in town that's to do with football, so you can do it. And next thing I know, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this on my own. And next thing I know, I got in touch with Aaron, who was um, based in Filey, and he wanted to do it in Bridlington as well. Um, and I contacted Sid, who contacted Craig, so there's now four of us. And that's how I got involved. Chris approached me when I dropped the kids off, and, and, he, and he explained, and I knew a bit about Andy's Man Club, because what I'd seen, and my affiliations rugby league, and I'd followed the journey. And when Chris mentioned it, I thought, do you know what? What a fantastic idea to, to do that in Bridlington and, and give people that opportunity to be able to get stuff over the chest. And I thought, you know what? Um, going back through the years, I would have benefited like from something like this. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, people have lots of different reasons for wanting to go to Andy's Man Club. So for me personally, going back through the years, I've got my, my eldest boy, Jack, who's fantastic, does really, really well. He's a left lower leg amputee. Um, he was the first, my firstborn. That was something that came as a shock, uh, how he was born. And my second boy again, uh, uh, Frankie, um, he he totally unconnected to, to Jack's situation. Um, he's, he's on the autistic spectrum and he's really, really demanding. And then Ellis, my youngest, um, He's just a little bit like me. He's just hard work, so it's demanding as it is. But all joking aside, some some of those things as a uh, man in in a job where I'm, I'm I'm busy, I'm involved, and having all those pressures as well, and I, I I probably bottled them up for for some time. And it would have been nice just to be able to talk about how I felt, and you know some of the things around things that I used to think was in 30 years time when Frankie's a man in his 30s and he still has the the mental capacity of a child how will I how will I look after him and then when I'm gone eventually as it happens who will look after him and make sure he's all right and some of those things as unanswered questions really used to eat you up inside and it would have been nice just to be able to get that type of thing. And don't get me wrong, my wife Lucy is absolutely fantastic. She's been an absolute rock and, and, and she does so much for those boys and so much to support me. But sometimes it is nice to be able to speak to somebody that you feel that you're not emotionally burdening. No, three, three beautiful children and all with the separate challenges, two of them much bigger challenges than most kids will ever face. But... Obviously, you've got a job and a life, and yeah, dealing with that where's your outlet. And if it's just on on your wife at home, that'll just lead to lead to friction. Maybe yeah, being able to open up somewhere that's that's good. And I totally get what you're saying about the what happens later on, the the worries about the future of children who uh, have certain characteristics or disabilities because. It must be the biggest worry of parents is what happens when I'm not around to to look after them. Yeah, I think, and that's probably that's probably a different that could be a podcast in itself. I think a a much bigger discussion. It it, it probably could, couldn't it? I mean, um, you know, and don't get me wrong. Even for parents without 
children that have disabilities are challenges. That's probably a natural thing to speak uh, to speak to think about. Yeah, um, but there's pressure enough on yeah. just having children. There's enough in life to negotiate and get get through, even if you've got all the emotional, mental, and skills, etc. So. Um, when you've got your own children or grandchildren, in my case, who've got autism or any other kind of disability, you think about the future. And yeah, you certainly, you, you certainly do. And, and going back to the the Andy's Man Club thing, I, I just thought, how good would it be to be able to help people that um, haven't had a platform in, in the past to um, be able to get those experiences or any experience off, off the chest. Yeah, so you can go some weeks, like I can go some weeks and think everything's shit, moaning about this, that and the other, Man United have lost, everything's totally annoying. Then you get there and then you come away on a Monday and think, my life ain't that bad. Why am I moaning? Yeah, that that's sometimes it is hard to see past the end of your nose. One man's, one man's biggest problem is his biggest problem, isn't it? You can't blame anyone for for being pissed off at their own situation, because that's what they're dealing with at the time. Absolutely, and that's why everybody's challenges are so unique to, to them as an individual. So that's why it's that non-judgmental thing. It's not about, you know, if you know Chris says he's had a terrible week because there's been a bereavement or something, the next, we encourage people not to think that they have to top trump that. It might be just that they... Yeah, really annoyed because they couldn't, Aldi have they couldn't find their favourite scarf or whatever. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, and that's the beauty of it. It 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 it, re- it caters for everything. I've heard about Andy's Man Club. Someone said, "Why do you go down there? See what it's about." I thought I've got over the butterflies. I go through the door. What happens next? Well, well done for going through the door. That's first and foremost because a lot of people will sit in the car in the car park. So we have two guys outside, two guys inside. The two guys outside are usually just sort of looking for anyone that's maybe um, feeling uncomfortable, come for the first time, and um, not sure about going in. So people who are looking like they're actually hanging around hesitantly and possibly deciding whether they should or shouldn't go in, but they're actually there, poised. Yeah, we've had quite a few. Um, so one of the guys would go over and say, have you come along to Andy's Man Club? Um, and obviously we try and um, encourage them to come in. But you've come through the door. I'm through the door. He's through, I'm through the, the door. door. What what happens next to Bruce? So he's, he's got through the door. A biscuit and a brew, and a nice seat. Um, so we sort of sit in a circle. Um, so you, so yeah, okay, right. You're sit, you're sitting in a circle already. Yeah. And uh, what what would you say to me when I came? Who who would speak to me when I came through the door? I'm through the door. Who would speak to me and say, make me feel welcome and make me feel comfortable? All of us. Um, Aaron, Craig, myself and Sid would make you feel welcome as soon as you came in. Um, there'd be also different members uh, that come each week um, that would, would, would definitely see the new person and, and and encourage them to come in, sit down, offer them the cup of tea. Okay. Stuff like that. I mean, like you've alluded to, Chris, and, and I think where you're going with that, Bruce, around what, what we would do, um, you can't really underplay how difficult that part is for somebody who's never been before um, because there's the fear of the unknown in terms of what it's all about, who's going to be there, what are people going to think and actually it's the first time for many people where they've actually taken the step to do something about how they feel in their mental health 
So you can't really underplay it, can you, Chris? We have seen people that have really, really struggled to get through that door. But what Chris has described there around around the, the, the circle, a circle of chairs, it, you know, we we have it in a big open room. Where we're, yeah. we're, we're really lucky, aren't we, Chris, in that? Yeah. Uh, Bridlington Town Football Club have uh, allowed us to use their facilities. That's good of them, yeah. So it, it's a lovely big open space. Um, Chris has described there how um, we have two people out in the car park. So they've had sort of that initial contact already. So because that, that fear of actually getting through that door is a big thing. So say it's Aaron and Craig outside, um, we, we try not to make it look... I don't know something like a Saturday night where you've got two doormen stood on a on a door and uh, in, intimidating. One of them will probably be doing a bit of a sweep of the car park, making sure there is nobody that's shall I go, should I go, am I gonna go type thing. And and there'll be that initial conversation, won't they? Um, and and it's really difficult for those people that are gonna go in, but the solace I suppose that they can take is everybody at some point has been on that journey. Mm. So it, it, it's a massive thing, isn't it? The, the front of the house bit and the bit like Chris had yeah. said when we Every, everyone inside. at some point has got to that that hurdle, and some will jump over it quicker than others. But absolutely, so but many have jumped over it, and now they come every week and they're comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, massive. And, and and for us as facilitators, obviously it's about retaining the people that we've got and helping that the people that we've got, you know, if they want to stay. But it's also about the next person that's going to come through that door, and it's so we're prepared for that, and we understand because even as facilitators ourselves, when we went through the door the first time, it, it, it's a bit nerve wracking, isn't it, in terms of who you're going to meet, who's going to be there. Okay, so yeah, I, I went to the Scarborough one, um, and I found it really nerve wracking. I stood outside for quite a while. Um, Aaron uh, sort of told me the wrong time. And then I was kind of thinking, oh, I ain't my tea yet. I think, oh, just, should I just go home? Instead, it would just be easier. Then eventually I went, and it kind of opened my eyes up. I was in there for two hours. It was um, yeah, it was really interesting, and, and, and I always go back to that one and sort of train of thought when I'm speaking of how much it um, helped me and encouraged me to, to, to bring it to Bridlington. Okay, so, so we're in Bridlington Town Clubhouse. You've got... A, a number of people who have managed to get over the nerves, they've managed to get over that hurdle, they're in there, you're sitting in the circle, what next to break the ice, where where do you go from there? Cup of tea, that's that's the main thing really, and if they don't want a hot drink, then obviously we can give them um, those orange juice, stuff like that. Um, people are generally chatting, the people that have been coming weeks week upon week, if I'm speaking to someone maybe about the football that's been playing on the Saturday or something like that. Um, so there's people um, making their own little conversations. We try and get it going right on 7 o'clock uh, and we start off with an introduction, which normally Aaron does, um, some of the rules uh, that we have about what you can speak about, what you can't speak about. And then we have a ball, an Andy's Man Club ball, which we pass around. Okay, so what what, what are the rules? Sid? Can you remember the rules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. So what what we'll do is is everyone's sat in the circle, so it's, it's welcoming. Um, and the rules that we talk through, if you like, um, is... Three main ones, isn't there? There's, there's three main rules, but um, equally what we do is we welcome everyone first. So it sounds yep. really daft. Everybody will have been welcomed individually, but we'll say welcome Sandy's Man Club. We're just going to go through some ground rules. So there is some structure to it, 
but not a structure in a structure that's going to put people off because people want to talk naturally, don't they? Because that's when you get the best out of people. Mm-hmm. So um, the the three rules that we we like to set is that um, you can talk about anything except um, politics because because okay, it can cause dispute. Yeah, yeah right. People, Within the group, yeah, got you. yeah. Politics people fall out. Yeah, it, yeah, got you. It, it can happen, and and it would go on all night in in some respects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's going to lead to yep. disputes and fallouts. Next, the next rule. Next it thing you not you can't talk about is religion. Fair enough. Again, okay. and then third and finally, um, the other one um, which became introduced was around medication. Okay. So just to give you an idea about that, because you might think that's quite strange why wouldn't you discuss medication so um people can refer to stuff if we say you know because one of the questions is tell her tell us about your week how's your week been so you could say i could say tell us how's, how's your week been bruce and you might say well i've started some new medication and i feel really good or there's no issue around that what we don't do is refer to medication by its name Okay. Or, or let anyone give anyone any peer-to-peer support around that medication because what might work for you, so you might come off some medication and you say, oh, I feel a million dollars, I feel absolutely fantastic. Chris thinks, hmm, do you know what? I mm. won't take any uh, medical advice on that. Yeah. It works for Bruce, so it must be all right for me. And then that has a detrimental, uh, detrimental effect on his Right, so, so you could talk about it in a general term, but you can't get into the specifics of what it is. And what it's done for you and etc. Uh, because yeah. you don't want people giving people each other advice or ideas about how they should use medication or what they should be taking or shouldn't be taking. In a nutshell, In, yeah, absolutely. Inadvertently. Yeah, that, got you. That's it, yeah. Got you. So so you've got the rules out of the way. What's next? So th- those are the general three rules that we talk about. What we do explain to put people at ease is... is Tell them that this group is uh, an odd, judgmental audience. So um, that puts them at ease and we make sure that they understand that whatever is discussed within that room, within those four walls and amongst those individuals, is absolutely confidential. Because the last thing you want to do is um, pour your heart out and then you're, you're in the local pub or something and you're hearing somebody talk about you. Yep. Uh, because that's absolutely inappropriate for a start for 10 and goes against everything yeah it's absolutely counteractive anyway wouldn't it be yeah 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 it's also not a game of top trumps so um for instance it's not who's had the worst thing happen to them ever yeah yeah basically if i have a good week and you've had a bad week you know it's it's not about beating each other it's just you've got to be honest if you've had a good week then then let people know and part of that sort of opening gambit is around, like we said a few times, we keep going back to it, but it's a massive thing, is that making people feel comfortable. Yeah. So we'll say to them, look, if you don't want to talk, that's absolutely fine. Just just listen and we'll go we'll go past you. So that's sort of the, the rules, if you like, ground rules. And then what we'll explain to you, we explain it sort of each week, especially if there's new people, um, we'll explain the structure of it in that there's five questions. So the first three questions that we go with, which go round the group clockwise. There's a starter though, isn't there? There's a starter. Uh, yeah. There's a starter then three questions. A starter for ten. Yeah. The starter for ten, which is basically your positive reason for being here and your name. Okay. Then the three questions, which are the same every week. And then question four and five are different 
and usually bring a bit of fun, a bit of laughter, and hopefully to this podcast as well. <laughs> well, it worked, didn't it? You laughed. I'm not sure what we're laughing at. That made me feel uneasy. Oh, yeah. So you start with three questions, which are basically th- three questions that you ask pretty much every single week. Yeah. And you go around the group for anybody who actually wants to express an answer to those questions. So what are those, those three questions? What's the first so, question? So, so if I've got the ball... Um, and my positive reason for being here. So my positive. My name is Chris. My positive reason for being here this evening is to um, be on the um, podcast and speak about and his man club. So then I would pass the ball to you, and you would say, uh, "My reason for being here is to uh, to man? learn more about Andy's man club and about progressing men's ability to speak to each other and come to terms with speaking to each other and getting over our problems and." Our inhibitions of actually telling people how we feel. What was your name again, mate? Charles Bruce Harding the first. That was the one. Nice. So yeah, that's your opening gambit bit. And what Aaron normally opens, to be fair, but we we, we switch it around and, and we help out. But he always gets his phone out like this. So this wouldn't okay. be this wouldn't be unnormal for him to say. Although he must have done it a gazillion yeah. times now. Yeah. He, he always likes to make sure that he gets it right. Okay. So um. He's a stickler. That's fine. He's a stickler. He loves for detail. Loves Nothing st- wrong with that. Bit of structure. Is so, a Shannon. So your first question is, how's your week been? So it would go clockwise. All right, Bruce. Um, how's your week been? Okay. So, pass the ball. So um, my week's been relatively good. Been busy at work, uh, but I've I've had some positives this week. I must say. So. Yeah, so some some people would give an answer that short, wouldn't they, Chris? Or yeah, some, would, yeah. or, or some and, people, and some would, people would elaborate, and some so, people so would go in some day, real detail. Day, day by day. So, question two. So yeah, so all twelve people or whatever, if you like, would have answered that question. Then question two would be a positive from your week. So, Bruce, um, have you got a positive from your week? My positive from this week is that um, I've I've managed to get home from work and still find something constructive to do on an evening. That's that's pretty much the positive from I've had that's this week. Instead of just instead of just getting home, having my tea, crashing out and then getting up work, sandwiches, home, tea. I've actually managed to do something constructive with my evenings which which for a long time I haven't been doing. So that's one positive thing. I got out of the last week. Yeah, because you do, you do look forward to whatever work and job you do, you do look forward to getting home. And then sometimes when you do get home, you don't actually do anything, do you? No. You, you <laughs> so just, it's like... Just, you just crash. Yeah. yeah. So filling, that, filling that time is, is good. It's so good if you, yeah, if you can do something, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Chris. And we would... That, that's a really good one because that would encourage, hopefully, somebody else to think, do you know what? I need to do that. Because I go to work, I come home, I have my tea and I sit on the couch all night and I don't really do anything. So I need to do something constructive. So some people will give a positive like that, but the issue you sometimes have is that you've had people that can't foresee any positives from the week. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. really difficult to hear sometimes. So what we'll sometimes do as facilitators, uh, you know, 
we'll 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 try and make them feel better. We've just uh, you know you have got a positive this week. You're here. You're here with all yeah, us. You, you, you know, you're still you've back. You've still come back this week. Yeah. You're still here. You're still still involved Dressed and engaged and invested in in this group. Oh. And that is a positive. Yeah. yeah or, so. or equally, if it's one of those new people through the door, sometimes they will think that low that they haven't got any positives, but actually. That journey of coming in is a massive positive because they've taken that step. Yeah, the, the, yeah. If they've decided to do that, then something more negative than yeah. coming in there, then that's a positive. So, so we, we we reward that. Uh, we we make a big thing of that and that achievement that they've, they've actually, you know, stepped through the door and they're, and, they're, and they're ready to go on a bit of a journey. I think there has been um, people talk a lot about the stigma of men not being able to talk and how they're meant to act out and all that. But um, I genuinely feel like there are a lot more avenues where you can go and speak to people and get things off your chest and people are more open to it now especially with there's a lot of a lot of icons out there now who actually go on about you talk about your Tyson Furies etc who talk about it but for a long time I didn't feel like that but the, the biggest problem was that I, yeah I I didn't actually want to speak to anyone so even though I knew I could that's not what I wanted to do but even so you've got to have the places and the facilities for people to be able to go and do that if they do feel like talking. And maybe for people like me who do, when they feel crap, do shut themselves down, there needs to be something separate whereby you're kind of trained to recognise that when you're feeling like you don't want to talk to somebody, that's probably when you should. But that's not on you guys. Sorry. No, but also, yeah, but that's your way of dealing with it. Some people don't have that way of dealing with it, do they? So they're looking for answers, I think. So if you were to come and maybe say those sort of things, then you may have a reflection on somebody else that thinks, yeah. thinks that maybe it's better for me to do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think I deal with it the best way. But at the same time, I don't feel like I can't talk about it. I just don't, and I don't feel like it. So maybe I should have a better message for people where I say, well, actually, I probably would have been a lot better if I could have just trained my mind to go, I'm feeling like I don't want to talk to people and I probably really should do. And that's the time to go and do it. But yeah, and some people come and they, they don't like being on their own as such, but then we come from families and sometimes we look forward to that time on our own. So it's, you know, it's difficult for us to um, sort of make them feel better about being on their own. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, there's a, if, if, it's if about that, managing, if, like you said earlier, it's about managing that time on your own. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's very difficult if you came home to, to nobody and nothing. I not have had to do that in my life, so but yeah. it's that would be really difficult. Yeah, you know, we don't want to come home to two yapping dogs. <laughs> exactly. You know, who doesn't want to come home to a wife, two kids, and a grandson, and, and some yapping dogs <laughs> and some mess. And yeah. some stress. Yeah. But people people don't have that. So so what what are they coming home to? So it's kind of like them um having to fill that time as well. Like Bruce says, some sometimes people just don't feel like speaking. And then but there's other factors as well where people are really, really um worried or fearful of what other people will think if they say something in particular. If they say they've got a vulnerability or a weakness, yeah. Yeah, how, how will they be judged? What will people think of them? Um, you know, for a lot, you know, lots of people have locked away the, those thoughts and feelings, and, and that, yeah, as much as the feelings is a, is a big. 
Yeah, it, so. there are people like that, and it makes places and, and initiatives such as Andy's Man Club all the more important where people can feel where it's comfortable and go there. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. get something off the chest. And, and the beauty of Andy's Man Club is, is, is when you strip it back, it's just very, very simple, isn't it? It's a safe environment for people to have a peer-to-peer discussion. It's just one tool in, in many... Uh, in a toolbox of, of, of things to use to, to help people with the mental health battles. Yeah. I, th- I think you've walked into question three there. Okay, yeah, yeah. So well, I was, I was about to say. So, 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 what, so question, question, three, three? question three is what have, um, what have you got to get off your chest? Um, so we can kind of change that. What's pissed you off during the week? Um, have you got anything that's you know really really bothered you? But generally, it's things to get off your chest, and it could be your neighbour, could be dog shit in the street. It could be just general. I said the weather last week. I can't, I can't draw the weather, but it pissed me off. It, it, it's um, <clears throat> it's a real interesting one, isn't it? Question three, because actually, it, it can be the start of some really light-hearted interaction in in some respects, and in others, it couldn't be further down the spectrum. In in that people tell you about some really really dark moments and stuff that they want to get off the chest. I, I, I mean, I. One of ones I moan about is I hate extendable dog leads. <laughs> Anyone with extendable dog leads listening to this, make sure that your extendable dog lead isn't going from the footpath where the train is, land train, going up to Subi, to the end of the cliffs. Why does it need to be that long? I'm trying to run. You just have a normal dog lead. I need to trip <laughs> over it. It, 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 it comes back to this quite well, a bit. Well, that winds me up every time. Like last week when I was running... Man and wife, one had their extendable dog lead running towards Limekill Lane, and the other one had it running towards bloody the, the sea. How am I meant to get round that? Well, that really winds me up. I like. Why do people chest. have to cycle up and down the cliff top so fast? Honestly, it makes me wish I had an extendable dog lead. <laughs> <laughs> Cyclists in general. But yeah. that obviously does. It's <laughs> a bit of a, a funnier one, and we've had people talk about. Dog muck, haven't we? And, dog, and, 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 dog, dog muck winds me yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, well, it'll wind everyone. I, I've walked back home. If I've not got a bag and my dogs have decided to do more poos than I've got bags, I will go home and get that bag and pick it up. Whereas you just see it and it's just like, you know, as well as the dog leaves, the dog poo. Yeah, it must be, yeah, it must be hard to draw draw it's something out of something. If, if somebody's had an actually good week, it must be quite hard to draw something negative out of them though sometimes. Yeah, sometimes people, you know, it might... Uh, Chris, have you got anything you want to get off your chest? No, thanks. I've had a really good week. So that is a. I've been I've been thinking about my answer to the question since you since you I initially said that. it, and I'm thinking, oh, God, what did piss me off this week? And I'd have to go on about generic stuff like I deal with customers a lot, and whenever you're dealing with customers, they're always annoying. Of course they are, but they're, they're paying you wages, but they're annoying, and that pisses you off. But that's your sandwiches okay this week. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but your sandwiches are okay this week. My yeah. sandwiches, yeah. No, them I don't sure. often have sandwiches. Ah, right, it's so just now. a saying. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was corn, a saying. I mean, yeah, there was there was a time when I, like, you imagine used you got corned beef on one day and you was expecting something else. There are people who that go to be. work every day, honestly, and they'll have like a ham sandwich every day. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and then they'll do they'll do the the same job every. 
stuff like I mean, it's no wonder I come home depressed. And I look at those people and I think, why aren't you fucking fed up? I'm fed up and I've had a different lunch every day. You're doing the same job day in, day out, and you're eating a fucking ham sandwich. Why aren't you pissed off? Why am I pissed off? I've had brilliant lunches all week. My job's more varied than yours. I get paid more than you, and I'm fucking pissed off. Why aren't you pissed off, ham sandwich fucker? <laughs> Pretty decent. <sighs> See, that's a kind of that would be a good one, wouldn't it? To get off yeah, your chair. Yeah, yeah. All right. And, and I got you to say that, didn't I? Yeah. Whereas sometimes we we, we get these get answers out of people because obviously you get to know the character and what they do, different backgrounds, where they work, uh, or if they don't work. Yeah. Eventually, you'll draw that angry reaction out of someone. <laughs> yeah, you do get some really good reactions, yeah. don't we? It's really good. good. And then they just kind of say, oh, "I didn't even know I was going to do that." I didn't know I was going to do that. The other side of it, like we say, haven't we, that we've had some, you know, people with some real serious... Uh, yeah, all right, I, I have got a question. When somebody comes to you and joins in it, and have there been there must have been times where you've thought, this person actually needs professional help. Yeah, you yeah. must There must have, must have been those sort of encounters, and you've thought, well, we're not actually... We're not actually prepared or trained to deal with this situation do you have a, a a list of people you can refer people to and say look actually you for this sort of thing you need to you should really look at possibly getting in touch with this 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 the group is really good at that um people will mention the samaritans Citizen vice bureau where they've been themselves so they'll have been somewhere themselves and where it helped a lot of people at, at the moment are talking about the um the, the training the health trainers on Key Road about how much what a positive effect it's had to them. So yeah, it's it's just peer to peer, so people's own sort of journeys. Okay, so it naturally comes out of people well yeah, actually does, if yeah. you're feeling like that We've perhaps, flyers and perhaps you should do that. There's this yeah. organization you could yeah, talk to, this organization you could talk to. I had I had quite a good conversation with somebody who dealt with this organisation. Jump the number and all that stuff. Yeah, and you see them, you see you see people going off into their own at the breaks and at the end going and talking to each other. So they're yeah. clearly talking about things that the experiences they've had. Yeah, so, so, each other so somebody out. might have clocked the fact that that person yeah. over there has yeah. has dealt with something similar and might need some help or wants the help, and they go right or gravitate towards them. So, question three, you've done. You mentioned earlier that there are two more questions, four and five, but they tend to be more random. They're not as rigid as the three that you do regularly. So what what are examples of question four and five? Yeah, four and five are different every week. Um, I think people look forward to them. It's always after a break. So after question three, we are going to a break, which is like, um, again, a cup of tea, those that smoke outside, a little bit of a chat with somebody. So we come back to question four and five. Question five is always quick fire, um, okay. but they, they generally get the good laughs of the night. So should we try a call with you, Bruce? Go for it. What would be what would be an example of question four? Question four. Um, this was last Monday's, I believe. What was it? Might have been. If you could learn any new skill, what would it be and why? I don't know about learning the skill. Kick ups. Because I've got a. Pr- don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I don't need to learn that. Um, Learning a skill, I have a problem with learning skills because I've got no patience for it. If I could acquire a skill like that, then I think I'd quite like to be a really good pianist. And when I said pianist, I said pianist. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) As in the piano, yeah? Yeah. What is the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? 
and how did you feel doing it? Some of them really make you think, don't they? So while you, while now you this didn't make me think. This made me think which one could I actually tell them and not get arrested for. Ah. Uh. I'll tell you what one of the most spontaneous things I ever did was. When we were on our way, we used to go out. Do you remember when one of our friends, Liverpool University, we'd go yeah, out, we'd stay yeah. out, we'd go out and then yeah. drive back on a Sunday, yeah. not feeling best. We were on our way back from Liverpool and um, we were in a guy called Paul Found's car yeah. and the car in front, all of a sudden, on our way, we were in home upon Spalding Mall. We were in that area. I can't remember exactly where. The car in front of us just veered off the road and then took off and span and landed roof upside down in a, like a, a foss, I think you would call it. Mm-hmm. And I, I told Fish to pull up and I ran out of the car. And as this, and as as we got there, you, you whoever was with me in the car, were, were taking the ages to come because I don't think they fancied the idea of finding out what, what had actually happened to whoever's in the car. But as it happened, they were totally all right and they were trying to get out of the car. Eventually, they got out of the car and I'd helped them out. And uh, I think that was the most spontaneous thing I did. It was basically go, we've got to go and do that. So Pretty, pretty brave thing to do as well. Yeah. I, don't, I, I remember the, the, the night out. I don't remember that. I remember the story of it on the way there. Yeah. A little bit late, obviously, were you? Yeah, and he, he was all right. Yeah. He was totally all right, actually. So that was good. Yeah. And after it had been, you know, I discovered he was all right and... You, whoever was with me had caught up. I said, uh, I got my fags out. I said, uh, all right, mate, do you, do you smoke? And he said, <laughs> to, to try and go, because he, he was obviously shook up, and he said, no, I don't. And I said, maybe it's time to start. <laughs> but number four um, on another week would be, if you could have a giant billboard with a message on it, what would it say and why? Just a big picture of me with a bubble coming out of my mouth saying, I love me, yeah, why that, don't that, all of you? Please I'm love right. me. I'm it always, would be something like that. I'm always right kind of thing. What was your first uh, single you ever bought? Oh, mine? Yeah. Uh, Voodoo Ray, a guy called Gerald. So then that, again, people have all different tastes in music, don't they? I mean, obviously Chris's was um, Barbie Girl by Aqua. So then that obviously opened up. I know what Chris's to. was, so you can't, you can't pull the wool over my eyes. It was Zoom. And chase the day away. What, oh, hang on, oh, what were they no, called? No, no. Fat Larry's band. Fat Larry's band. Zoom, chase the day away. That was the first single you bought, yeah? What a thought, sir. You uh, you told me it was. I don't know. You've I, told I, me I, it was. I'd like to say it was Adam and the Ants, uh, Stand the Liver. I you, thought that you'd you've said told that. me. Yeah, I did say that because I think that was the one, but maybe it was Zoom, Fat Larry's band. You told so me it was dance. Fat Larry's band, Zoom. So okay, yeah. So, so don't try and give yourself more credibility by saying fair, Adam Bruce, and the Ants. To be fair, Bruce, when that song comes on the radio now, it's always going to remind me of you and this. So what other questions have we had? You might have, uh, if you could have any day. I like these questions. It's more, it's turning into a quiz now. Go on. Any day over again, what day would it be? The day before my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is one for um, Monday the twentieth of December. Actually, got a lot of people um, love Christmas and a lot of people dread Christmas. Um, you know, it's a time of being with your family and it's also a time of being on your own. And one of the questions was, who would you pull 
your Christmas cracker with and why? When when we did it, it got a little bit. Uh, people just like mentioning quite sort of good looking women, really, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, there was a few in innuendo as well, like that. Yeah, ended up it, it yeah. went off. Uh, yeah, well, my wife and the daughter were at the my crack. Christmas this year, so I could have pulled it with one of them. Yeah. They're good looking women. Good answer. Yeah. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Christmas cracker joke? I'm not very good at Christmas cracker jokes. I've just realised. Um, how about why do women wear makeup and perfume? Don't know. Because they're ugly in the smell. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kidding. It was a joke. Just a joke. You said something nice about your wife and daughter. Then. Yeah, I don't well, actually well, believe they're ugly in the smell. It was just a joke. It was a Christmas cracker joke. So here's one for you. Then this is one that we've had. Um, you can have dinner with anyone, dead or alive. Who would it be? Three people. Yeah. Three, three people. people? Yeah, three yeah. people. So, um. And when we say dead or alive, we're not talking about wheeling a corpse in. We're actually talking that, you know, bringing <laughs> them back to life just for clarity. All right, okay. When they were alive. I've got you. Yeah. Well, let's go... Uh, we'll go with Diego. We'll have him at the table. Who would he really fall out with? Let's think of somebody else. Fun they'd fall out with did he speak much English? No, not very much. Let's let's pretend we had a common language between, okay, that's fine. between okay. whoever was at the table. Seeing as we're bringing him back from the dead and yeah. putting him at the table anyway, let's pretend we all had a common language. Um, three. Ooh, Margaret Thatcher, Argentina. I don't think that would that would be quite a good altercation there. I think that's good. And then Frank Gillard. Right, he okay, was yeah, my yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, my yeah, yeah. grandmother's first cousin. Right, he okay. was a famous World War Two correspondent. Right, he was okay. he ran BBC Sound and Vision for however many years, and I think it'd be quite interesting to talk to him because I never met him. He was my dad's godfather, but he had quite a, an interesting life and career, etc. So to have him at the table and be able to talk to him about it, I think that would be good. So I've got Frank Gillard, Diego Armando Maradona, and Maggie Thatcher. So you brought three people back. <laughs> yeah, they're all dead. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Quite moving. Ooh, we're cutting it there. <laughs> Can't put anyone through with the rest of that. <laughs> Thanks very much, gentlemen, for coming. Talk about Andy's Man Club. It's okay to talk. In a bit. It's okay. It's okay to talk. Yeah.